Hello, and welcome to the Plastic Surgery Practice Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Warner, and in this episode, I'm joined by my co-host, Carrie Stevens. As many of you know, your patients are spending significant money on skincare. Industry analysis pegs consumer spending globally on skincare between 90 to 107 billion. That's billion with a B. That's a lot of money. You spend so much time developing a relationship with your patients. They trust you to tell them what is the best surgical and non-surgical procedures to get the aesthetic results they want. Thus, they are going to trust your advice on skincare products, and you in turn can benefit from selling those products in your practice. Incorporating retail products into your plastic surgery practice can be a huge boost. Not only can it bring in more revenue, but it can also increase patient satisfaction and facilitate a long-term relationship with them. As practice consultant Terry Ross wrote for us earlier this year, the key to a successful retail program is to focus on products that complement your surgical procedures or services or treatments. So with this in mind, we're going to talk to a number of people behind retail skincare brands that cater to plastic surgery practices over the coming season. To get started, we have with us on this episode, Leah Garcia and Dr. Felipe Jimenez of Nulastin. Leah is the founder and owner of Nulastin, a hair care brand focused on promoting natural hair growth with less shedding using the brand's patented Elastoplex technology. Dr. Jimenez is the company's chief science officer and leads R&D and product innovation at the company. In this episode, they talk to us about the company, its products, and why plastic surgeons should be talking to their patients about hair care, and how this can be a huge piece in ensuring patients are satisfied with their outcomes. Here's our conversation. Leah and Dr. Jimenez, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you both for having us. This is great. Yeah, we're looking forward to this conversation. So to start, um, you know, our audience is plastic surgeons, as I said, but I'm curious to know what should they know about hair loss? Let's start there, because I'm sure there are a lot who don't really know the role they could play here. But what, what do they need to know about hair loss? I'll pass the baton to, to Felipe. Now, thank you so much for that question. And it's a really good question, right? Because, you know, we hear a lot about hair loss out there. We hear about all the different factors that, that can cause hair loss, anywhere from hormonal changes to stress and things like that, right? But a lot of times we lose sight of the fact that if we don't have a good root system at the base of that follicle, that we can get premature shedding as well, right? So what we do here at, at New Lastin is not only focus on the healthy growth of hair, but also the healthy growth and maintenance of that root system as well. I, I'd like to just take this from a, a female perspective. In a plastic surgery practice, the, the humans that come into that practice are chasing an aesthetic. Um, they're chasing to look better, to feel better, to repair damage, to enhance perhaps what they have or what they don't have. For me, when I think about Elastin and also what New Elastin, we as a company and a brand um, have, the synergy is so aligned with what is in a plastic surgery practice. And the hair component component is huge. It's huge because if you take a human's hair away, a man, a woman, whomever, that immediately changes their confidence. It changes um, how they feel about themselves and they will, be, they will be chasing restoration for that. So if they have it in a plastic surgery practice, you're ahead of having that individual go elsewhere, either to a dermatology clinic and or some other practice to try to rectify what I truly believe can be handled at a bit of a one-stop shop. 
I know you mentioned the hormonal hair loss. I know for me, when I had kids, I definitely personally experienced hormonal hair loss where I always had really thick hair and then four months postpartum, I lost a ton. Um, but it's interesting, the plastic surgery angle of this. Do you think most plastic surgeons do have products that address hair thinning in their office? I think that if they've got an aesthetic component, which most do, I mean, most most of the plastic surgery offices I've ever walked into typically have your your other product line. They have their aesthetic where you are handling your injections and your fillers and that part of it. I, I rarely have ever seen a plastic surgery office that doesn't have that extra component. Um, so they, they have it. But do they have what's effective is the better question. Yeah, c- correct. And and again, you know, just going back to what Leah was saying before, you know, um, hair, you know, is, is a huge component of, of who you are, right? Your personality, you know, what, what you look like, right? And so, you know, I think of it like this, right? So if I were to walk into a plastic surgery office, right, and I have Botox done, or, or let's say that I have a, a chemical peel done, laser resurfacing, uh, a, a, a lift done, right? Um, but if I go back home, right, after all of this is done and I've got this beautiful skin and, and it's nice and tight and all that, and I've got these really sparse, you know, brows or I don't have any, any eyelashes whatsoever or, or maybe, you know, I'm, I'm shedding hair, you know, from, from you know, my scalp, I, I'm not going to feel like it's a complete, you know, sort of transformation, if you will, right? And so, you know, I think that, you know, going back to, to back when we had, you know, those extreme makeover shows and all of that, I think it's the same sort of thing, right? I think that part of, of you know, the facial feature, you know, is going to be the hair, right? The hair component, whether it's the brow, the, the, the lash, or, or even the hair. And so it's going to be really important to give patients, you know, a, a full makeover, if you will, right? It's not just about the skin. It's about everything else that accessorizes the skin, if you will. You know, Carrie pointed mentioned there about, you know, her hair thinning after uh, pregnancy. I know for me, I had COVID and I had hair loss with that. Can you talk a little bit more for those plastic surgeons who don't know or aren't that up on it? Like, what are some of the causes for hair loss or hair thinning? Well, there, there's a lot of different causes out there. And, and you mentioned COVID, right? I think uh, uh, with COVID, it isn't quite known, you know, exactly what the mechanism of action is there, you know, what, what caused the, the hair shedding. Obviously, you know, I, I want to think that maybe it was just all the stress around, you know, COVID and all of that, everything shutting down, you know, not being able to, to, to you know, go out and, and interact with people anymore, right? But it really isn't known, you know, at this point what the exact mechanism of action is. But you know, as we said before, you know, there, there are hormonal changes that can definitely cause, you know, hair loss. Uh, stress can be a huge one. Uh, you know, as you know, uh, there, there's plenty of products out there on the market that are geared towards stress, you know, whether they're oral supplements or whatever it is, right, to try to lower your stress level and try to help, you know, that way. Uh, the hormonal changes, you know, you, you think about, you know, products out there that you know, look to, to lower the level of, of certain uh, hormones, especially, you know, in guys, there's, there's this huge market out there, you know, of products that, that deal with a certain hormone uh, in, in the skin and the scalp, you know, that at higher levels can definitely cause hair loss as well. 
Uh, and again, you know, I think that that the one that's been forgotten, you know, or, or, or overlooked is really just not having a good root system. Right. It, it, it's much like a tree. Right. If the tree grows really tall, really fast, but doesn't have a very good root system, boy, that that thing is going to topple over really quick. Right. Because it doesn't have the root system to hold it up. Right. So it's the same thing with hair. Right. So the longer that hair gets right, the, the bigger the root system, you know, that 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 you need to be able to support that extra weight there. So I guess that probably goes into my next question because we we're gonna—I was gonna ask you about the technology within Nulasa, which is this Elastaplex, and how does it contribute to rejuvenating the hair follicles, which I think is what you're getting to there, and promoting kind of the healthy. I mean, you have products for lashes, for brows, and for hair. So how does that all work to build that that root system? First, the the Elastaplex technology that we have—it re- represents a synergistic blend of ingredients specifically engineered to support the body's natural metabolic processes to replenish elastin. If you think about Nulastin, our company, it is literally that we are supporting the natural metabolic process to replenish elastin. Now, in medical journals and in derm journals, there is very little, if zero, imagery and information on the elastin root system that Felipe is referring to. And uh, there are some obscure published articles, but you would have to dig very, very deep and you'd have to be obsessed like we are with uh, elastin to find those articles. They exist. And so what we have, what Felipe has rediscovered is the importance, really the vital component of this elastin envelope that is at the base of every hair follicle. So think of it when Felipe talked about the root system, the actual envelope, um, it it bear hugs every follicle. Without that support, that network, your follicle will will shed prematurely. It's not going to have an ability to anchor itself. This is the primary differentiator with elastin and with our science and with our elastoplex technology. Now, we don't just stop at anchoring the hair. Once you anchor the hair, you're going to allow it to grow longer and stronger. Um, And we can actually assist with that because we have five active ingredients in our formulation that address all of the stages of the hair growth cycle. So we want that first antigen stage to really pop. Then you want that uh, catagen stage. You want that one kind of slow down at the same time so that you can keep your hair longer. And then once everything starts redeveloping the telogen and the late telogen stage, that's when you want things to kick back in again. But if you don't have the anchor, none of those other products that are out there on the market are going to have the same effectiveness as what you're going to get with our Elastoplex technology and what you're going to get with our new Lastin product. It's really revolutionary science. And I know that um, doctors will hear that a lot. Uh, but there is no other company out there in, in our space that is addressing this loss of elastin at the level that we are. A- absolutely. And, and if you think about it, you know, a, a lot of women, and I'll tell you this from, from firsthand experience, both uh, Leah and I were at our clinical study, you know, endpoint uh, last week. And one of the things that we were hearing from, you know, all the study volunteers was that after using our product, right, especially on the scalp, right, you know, whenever they would go and take a shower or whatever, they were picking up a lot less hair, you know, from their tub than they were before they actually started using the product. And so, you know, overwhelmingly what we heard from them was the fact that 
it helps to anchor the hair, right? So that it prevents the premature shedding of the hair, right? So, and, and again, it doesn't matter whether you're washing your hair or you're, you're, you're brushing your hair, whatever that is, right? It's gonna help to anchor it. So I love what Lee always says, right? You know, it, it should hurt to pull out your hair, whether it's, you know, your, your hair on the scalp or, or a brow or, or even an eyelash, right? It should hurt because if it's not truly anchored onto the skin well enough, right? It's just gonna pop out and you're not even gonna feel it, right? You definitely don't want that. It's gotta hurt, right? Cause that, that, that's what tells you that you've got that good root system. Pulling your hair should hurt. <laughs> Pulling your hair out should hurt. That, that'll be our tagline. You know what, and that's actually a good way to help people understand because it's making me understand some things about my own hair that I'm like, oh, that's Me too, sense. me too. Right? When you pluck those eyebrows, if you don't say, ouch, something is wrong. You're actually, you're absolutely right. I'm realizing. Right? Think about it, when, when a little girl is getting her hair combed or a little boy, you know they're in pain whenever mama combs their hair and it hurts. They're like, ow, ow, ow. And, uh, and that's for a reason because they've got healthy elastin. Elastin is produced in the body naturally until about the age of 20, 21. So after that age, it starts diminishing and they're naturally your body will not continue producing elastin. And I think that it's important since our audience in, in the plastic surgery space will be very well versed on collagen and elastin. I don't doubt that at all. What I question is whether or not they really understand um, the source of elastin that has an efficacious effect on the human body to support its ability to produce more. So botanicals, those are marketing. Um, any of the elastin that may come across in the form of and Felipe can help me with this, but the, the elastin that may be from tendons and ligaments from animal sources, number one, those are questionable in terms of ethics, but once you boil a protein, anybody knows it denatures. Um, but even peptides are different in the mechanism than what we are providing here with our DNA, our, our recombinant DNA protein that is also combined with a few other DNA proteins, including, including a human keratin. But Felipe, if you can just highlight, in my opinion, the importance of, of what our, you know, 746 amino acid protein has that even the peptides don't. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so, so a lot of people ask us, you know, what really differentiates your product from everybody else's, right? And, you know, obviously we, we like to talk about the elastin and whatnot, right? But, but you know, what, what are the ingredients that, that are different, right, in, in our products? And Leah just mentioned one, and, and, and this is really the star, I would say, of, of our product, right? It's called tropoelastin, right? So tropoelastin is what people uh, talk about as the precursor of elastic fibers, okay? So what does that mean? That means that to make an elastic fiber, you need to have a collection of all of these tropoelastin proteins that are cross-linked together, right, to create this big giant polymer, right, that we refer to as an elastic fiber, okay? And, you know, as we talked about before, you know, elastic fibers play, you know, a lot of different roles, you know, whether in the skin, you know, keeping the skin nice and taut and, and elastic, but it also helps to anchor the hair follicle as well, right? Now, 
The biggest difference is that we're the only company really that uses that big giant tropolastin protein, right? Because we know that it does two things for us, right? So it helps to replenish that elastin right at the base of that follicle. And at the same time, you know, it also helps to turn on certain machinery within the cells to make healthy new elastin there as well, right? Because making elastin isn't just about making the protein, right? So there's a lot more involved there. You know, there's processing involved, there's cross-linking involved. So there's all this machinery that needs to be turned on, right? And that's what the tropolastin is there to do. And that's really what sets us apart from every other company, right? Leah mentioned, you know, things like elastin that comes from ligaments and things like that. But my favorite one is, you know, elastin that comes from fish or, or marine elastin, right? There's no such thing as marine elastin. Elastin is, is specific to mammals, right? So you can't, you can't really get elastin from any other you know, animals or, or fish out there for sure. So, you know, we're using the real thing. It, it is human tropolastin. No, we don't get it from animals. Uh, we get it from uh, cells. So we, we actually use what's called a recombinant protein, meaning that you take these cells and you clone them to make tropolastin. So in, in effect, we're using cells as sort of our manufacturing facilities to make this new protein. So that, that's really the biggest thing, right? And there's other recombinant proteins that we also use in the, the, uh, the formula, but I think that the star is definitely going to be tropolastin. I think the other one is, is definitely going to be human keratin, right? Why do we need human keratin there? Well, you know, our, our hair, you know, the hair shaft is actually made up of keratin, right? So if we can provide the skin, the scalp with keratin, it can take that keratin and actually make the hair shaft, right? So again, to, to Leah's point, we don't just focus on one area of hair growth, but we look at the entire metabolism of making you hair, right? It's not just enough to keep your, your follicles in the antigen phase, the growth phase, right? If you don't give it, you know, all the other nutrients that it needs to actually build hair and, and support the root system as well, right? So that that's really what sets us apart from other companies out there. Philippe, I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit about your your background and kind of the re, the research background you come into to working with Nulastin and this Elastiplex technology. I've got a long history with Elastin, and you know, I think that you know the reason why I was so drawn to you know, new last and is certainly working with Leah. I mean, aside from the, f the fact that Leah is just an amazing person, you know, and, and I just, you know, I wanted to, to work with her as well. But uh, the, the fact that, you know, we're focusing here on, on Elastin was really, you know, the reason why I came to, to new last. And, and my role so far has been varied. Number one, you know, I can't take credit for you know, developing the formulas that are out there in the marketplace because those existed before I ever came to, to New Lastin. But what I did bring to the table was figuring out the actual mechanism of action of how our products work. And knowing that will allow us to make newer and more effective, you know, formulas going forward, right? And, you know, one of the things that, that we worked on early on and we continue to work on is developing our own patented blends of ingredients that will sort of carry what we've already done, you know, sort of to the next level. So that's really, 
you know, what I bring to the table. Now, the other thing I think that Leah mentioned was the fact that, you know, we understood that there is this elastin envelope at the base of the follicle, right? And the reason that I know that is uh, twofold. So number one, years ago, when I was still a researcher, uh, a basic science researcher, we did a, a study whereby we took these punch biopsies and we injected them with these uh, peptides that actually would cause elastin to grow, right? Well, you know, upon doing these histologies, histologies meaning that you, you take sections of these biopsies and you look at them under a microscope, we saw that the, these little elastic fibers were actually growing around the base of the follicle. And we thought, well, wait a second, you know, that's, that's not really in the literature. You know, how is this happening? And sure enough, that the more we did this with different biopsies, we saw the exact same thing. So I went to the literature and, you know, I, I tried to find any even a, a obscure journal articles, you know, showing this. And sure enough, you know, I was able to find reputable uh, journal article that actually showed this in not, not just a punch biopsy that was treated with something, but just a, a punch biopsy itself of just a normal follicle. And sure enough, there's an elastin envelope there, right? So, you know, when, when I came to, to new elastin, I said, oh my God, I said, you're, you're using tropoelastin, right? To replenish elastin in skin and, and in hair fall. Well, guess what? You know, you're really helping out that root system, right? And that was sort of that big aha moment, you know, of, of how the products work, right? It wasn't just providing those ingredients, right, that necessary to, to help, you know, with normal hair growth, but it, it's also providing the, the necessary nutrients to help to really strengthen that elastin root system at the base of the follicle. It's interesting when I hear this story because I, I always think, oh, we, we were floundering knowing that we had this amazing product and we didn't know why, but we kind of did know why. Um, the original formulation was designed, um, the original formulator had been, he, he worked for Amgen and so he came with a tissue regeneration experience. And so his whole background was in wound healing and then when you look at Felipe, what he has brought, and this I think is important to um, plastic surgery practices, because what we're offering here isn't just another cosmetic ingredient. Felipe, for example, had worked uh, with the Obagi brand and many plastic surgery practices right now are using that brand. As a matter of fact, Felipe sold his company, NB Medical, to Allergan. So there's that connection there as well. And then it continues from there because when Felipe was working, as he was saying, as a, as a chemist for KDC1 Benchmark Cosmetic Lab, many of those products have also been carried over into the professional space. So what's really fascinating as a direct-to-consumer company, we haven't branched out into the plastic surgery and or the medical space. And... I haven't done that mainly because I, I spearheaded the company in 2016. I bootstrapped everything because I knew I had a winner product, but I didn't have everything ready, in my humble opinion, to go into the medical space until now. And now I am ready. I am ready because our formulation has been up-leveled thanks to Felipe. We've recently just made it so that the scalability is there. And there is a possibility that we would be open to some private label experiences. So, but right now we, we have, there is an opportunity 
for a practice to somewhat have the corner of the market in our elastin space for hair care. But let us not forget, we have an amazing skincare collection too that is second to none. If you are looking to repair after any surgery, again, everything was based on wound healing technology and tissue regeneration. So the elastin that we use in a, and we couple it with some amino acids with antioxidant and anti-carcinogen properties that really catapult it. And since someone was saying anecdotal evidence, a really good friend of mine went to LA. She had one of those very expensive facelifts, the ones where you go in the back door and then you stay for days and you pay hundreds of thousands of dollars and you get pampered. Well, she was offered many products upon leaving to help with her skincare repair. And she came back to New Lastin. Well, actually, I was going to ask you if you could kind of break down the products that you have on offer, because I know at the beginning I mentioned that you have a lash, brow, and hair uh, line that specifically has this Elastiflex technology. But if you could break down those products and then also maybe talk a little bit more in depth about the skincare products, what can plastic surgery practices expect from the company in that regard? Well, we kind of use the KISS method here. We didn't need to get very complicated because what we have is really effective and it's a simple process. So we've got an eyelash, a follicle fortifying serum, an eyebrow shape altering serum. We have a hair product, which is the vibrant scalp treatment, all topical. And then we have a skincare line, which is cleanse, hydrate, moisturize. And everything is based on this elastin science and our elastoplex technology. The, the eyelash and the eyebrow are our heroes because you have demonstrable results very quickly. We, as Felipe mentioned, we just finished um, our most recent 12-week clinical evaluation. And from zero to six weeks, we had great results. But from six weeks to 12 weeks, it was like a rocket ship had gone into the afterburner mode. What we saw from six weeks to 12 weeks was nothing short of miraculous women came in and looked like they'd had a transformation. They, they, at times with their brows and their lashes, they looked like different people. That was really encouraging to see. The hair care study, also, we saw great results, but care is tenacious. It grows at the pace of hair. Uh, we <laughs> accelerate it um, ever so slightly, but it takes time. And so I say that people should give hair at least 16 weeks and even longer because ongoing use of the product then continues supporting the anchoring of the hair follicle. So you lose less, you grow more, and you get thicker naturally. And that's really the, the, the gist of it. The, hair, the skincare line, that is, it's a beautiful addition. The packaging, packaging is gorgeous. It's made for a spa. So when you put it on the shelf, it will almost sell itself. I want to get back into you, Leah. Can you talk about your backstory and just what led you to start this company? I, do, I don't like to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun to spend five or six years without sleep and start a company? Um, actually, I, I, was a, um, I grew up on a ranch, and so I had my share of bumps and bruises growing up, but I transitioned to a professional athlete and as a professional athlete, I raced mountain bikes uh, all over the world. But that's when I was really introduced to performance products. I can tell you more about epigen and human growth hormone than probably any of my colleagues in the beauty space. And not that I ever did those, but I can tell you 
you why I can identify them. But but the biggest, you know, there were a couple of transitions that happened in my life and the hard knocks that happened along the way. The first being uh, in my late 20s, I suffered Bell's palsy, Bell's paralysis from stress. Um, at the time, I was pretty going pretty fast in the hospitality industry and my face just quit working one day and I that was a big transition to realizing the importance of being able to smile being able to look normal but it taught me a lot of really great lessons as I identify very intimately with a lot of my clients so I coupled what had happened to me in my experience with my performance-based education from being a professional athlete and so I was drawn to science-based products I'd been using Dr. Barry Sears, you remember Dr. Barry Sears, the zone diet? I wrote a chapter, a fitness chapter for one of his books, but I was very much into anti-inflammation and he had a skincare product that was based on burn victims. I had used that prior to using the technology that I use now. I've never been one to walk into a cosmetic store and grab something off the shelf. I've always chased science-based skincare. So when I met my original formulator, and I found out that there was a product with elastin and I immediately got it. I, I got it so quickly that I said, sign me up. I actually invested in an earlier company that was trying to launch to the plastic surgery and the cosmetic world that did not last very long. And then a couple of years later, I said, well, I'll just take this to market. And that's what I did. I brought it to market because literally if it works for me, it will work for anybody. And when I say I've had my fair share of hard knocks, we're talking every bump and bruise you could ever imagine. And also I transitioned to a life of a sideline reporter for the professional bull rider tour on CBS. So I was a sideline reporter for 18 years, traveling every weekend, again, not sleeping, <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen, I've seen doctors in practice. We had a, uh, we had a surgeon at all of our events working on cowboys whenever they'd get injured in the arena, but it was really an interesting transition. But let me tell you, if you're in front of a, if you're in front of a high definition camera, as I was growing older, you'll, you'll dig deep into whatever arsenal you can find to stay better looking because, and it's unfortunately men can grow older as reporters and look fabulously handsome but the same is not true for we women counterparts. There, there comes a point in time where we expire for what is customarily accepted on camera. I hate to say that, but it's quite true. So I was eventually put out to pasture. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am. And here you are. Well, I guess, I guess our final question would be, what's your advice to plastic surgeons who are talking to patients who want to talk to their patients about hair loss or who aren't sure about approaching the subject, what should they be saying to them? I have, I have my opinions. Let me just say, if it were me, if I had walked into the office and if they were helping me with whatever I may need, I don't, let's just say it's a bluff. Let's say it's a, a lift. Let's say whatever I may be doing, what they should be talking about is the whole package. What they want to do is ensure that their clients, their patients, when they get done with their procedure, they've got tools so that they can carry out what they intended to get in the first place. And it should not just stop with the procedure. It should start, it, it should continue with home care. 
And if they don't have the proper home care based on science that has an efficacious effect that actually is demonstrable that they can see results from, then they're shortchanging that patient. So for me, what I'd want them to do is address not just what's happening in office, but the take home and the take home should not just start stop with the skin and with what procedure they just had. And it should continue on with beautiful hair, lashes and brows. Felipe, do you have thoughts on that? Uh, I would I would echo what you just said as well. But, you know, I, I would also add one other thing. You know, you, you mentioned uh, earlier, Leah, that elastin is also really important. You know, when when you're talking about wound healing, you know, and, and wound cosmesis and things like that. And it made me remember, you know, a study that we did years and years ago where by turning on elastin production in skin, we were actually able to, you know, appreciate better wound cosmesis. In other words, we were able to reduce the amount of scarring, right, in wounds, right, by simply turning on elastin. And, you know, what we reasoned back then was the fact that, you know, people that tend to get keloid scars will uh, actually produce tissue that is mostly collagen, right? So it's not a combination of, of elastin and collagen and cells and all that. It's just collagen, right? So that's why they get the keloid scars, right? And, and so I, I went back to that. And I, I was thinking about that. And, you know, I would just say, you know, j just to give a shout out to our, our skincare products, you know, that it might not be a bad idea you know, for our, our plastic surgeons to uh, also maybe think about, you know, using our products, you know, pre and post uh, surgery, you know, to be able to help with the elastin production and certainly help to balance out, you know, that, that new tissue production after surgery. Oh my gosh, bingo. So instead of just Arnica, which every surgeon will say, you need to start taking Arnica like however many weeks ahead of your surgery, yes, please start with your elastin replenishment prior to your surgery as well. We wanna thank both of you for your time today. It's been really informative and we really enjoyed kind of getting a little more in depth on the kind of the science here and what, you know, and helping doctors understand that, you know, hair loss, hair thinning, but is an issue, but also having that complete package. So when a patient walks out of your office after their procedure, you're supporting them, you know, with that, you know, they say, what is it? The brow shape, uh, frame the face, the hair frames the face. So if you're going to have a procedure there, you're going to want to make sure those things are keeping up with everything. So thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. How fun. Thank you both. No, thank you. As always, thank you for joining us and be sure to subscribe to the Plastic Surgery Practice Podcast to keep up with the latest episodes. And also please check out plasticsurgerypractice.com for the latest industry news. Until next time, take care.